Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning to you. Friday morning here. I'm hoping already you have a great weekend ahead of you. I hope you'll set aside time to gather in some local assembly and worship the resurrected Jesus this Sunday morning. I want to encourage you uh, one more time today from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. I've been praying recently that um, God would revive us again, that his people might rejoice in him again from Psalm 85 verse number six. We cannot organize revival, but we can set our sails to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow upon his people once again. I think I've read that statement five times in a row this week. We cannot organize revival, but we can set our sails to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow. That's what I'm asking of you this week, and that's what I'm asking of me this week. Let's set our sails. That passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, the people of revival, is clear. If my people, which are called by my name. In the New Testament, we're called Christians. So he's not talking about the unsaved. He's not talking about the, those that are not born again. He's talking about Christians. So the people of revival are Christians. Are you a Christian that needs revival? Well, the people of revival are the Christians. And then the promise of revival is, God said, I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive your sin, and I will heal your lamb. That's a wonderful promise of revival. <coughs> but tucked between the people and the promise is a prerequisite. The prerequisite basically is prayer. There are four types of praying that are found right there in 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people humble themselves, that's brokenness. And pray, that's selflessness. And seek my face, that's earnestness. And now the Bible says, and turn from their wicked ways. The word turn means to turn back, to return, to go back. Do you need to turn? Do you need to go back? The word wicked there means bad, evil, malignant, unpleasing. Turn from your wicked ways. Listen, God is not going to blow the wind of revival until we turn from our wicked ways. These four aspects of prayer are not just one or two or three. They're four, all four. Humble ourselves. Pray. Seek God's face and turn. That is holiness. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, The prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects. So who prays great powerful prayers? The righteous man. Paul exhorts us that men should pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. 1 Timothy 2.8. 
Psalm 24, verse 3, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? So the psalmist is saying is, who will be able to come into the presence of the Lord? And then he gives the answer in verse 24. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. To have defilement on our hands, dissension in our spirits, and doubts in our hearts is to cancel out all our effectiveness in prayer. In 1904, it's said that in 1904 and 1905, the Great Welch Revival, that more than 100,000 people were converted, saved in the space of five months. Evan Roberts emphasized the matter of public confession of sin. Whoa, public? Yeah. He said, one, the past must be made clear by confession of every known sin to God and every known wrong to man. Number two, every doubtful thing in the believer's life must be put away. All doubt must be put away. Number three, prompt and implicit obedience must be rendered to the Spirit of God. And number four, we must publicly confess Christ within and without the church. He's talking about a confession that's so radical that when people were turning from their wicked ways, they were actually confessing their sins. I know only the Holy Spirit can convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. John 16, 8. But we play at prayer when we come into God's presence with unholy lives. There's more said about holiness actually in the Bible than pretty much any other subject. And yet tragically, this quality holiness is least apparent in the American church today. Now, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. <laughs> we must hear God saying afresh to us, the same as he said in Leviticus 19.2, Be holy, for I am holy. And what he said in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We've confused biblical Christianity with national culture, We've compromised the laws of God with the lust of man. We will only see revival when we know what it is to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, Psalm 29, verse 2. I trust and I pray that this week you're setting your sails to catch the wind of God when he breathes. And here's how we set our sails. We humble ourselves. We pray in brokenness. We pray. We pray selflessly. We seek God's face. We pray earnestly. And we turn from our wicked ways. The result is we pray and we live holy lives. Listen, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about liberty. Holy people are liberated. Will you set your sails and be ready because I have an idea God's going to blow upon his people once again and I really don't want you to miss out. Have a great weekend.